with us. <laughs> We're a two-man show over here. Yeah. So. A shit. A two-man shit show. Yes. Respect the hustle. Anyway. Also, we're um, a bottle of rosé in. Yeah, we had my mom cook dinner tonight. Bless She's my spirit soul. animal. Yeah. We are a bottle in. And we haven't even started. And there's so, white claws um, in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's how our day is going. Yeah, How's literally. yours? My day... Again, I worked from home. I feel like people won't even believe that I'm... I ever go into the office. I hate when you leverage the flex policy. I know. I hate when people think that I'm like, they're, they're making it seem like I'm taking holidays. I mean, every time you're not at the office, I feel very on my own. Yeah, on me too. my own. It is pretending she's beside. Okay. So I had a full on, full blown eponine moment in the bathroom today. I was feeling very on my own. The office bathroom. The office you. bathroom. We've. I mean, I haven't been there in this particular office, but I've been there. You've been there. Like the public toilet crying where you're like, yeah. you come out, you look at yourself in the mirror, you're disgusted by what you see because you can tell that you've been crying, but you're like putting your game face back on, yeah. pretending like your mascara is all over the place. You're blinking on your finger or on your index yeah. finger oh my God, to make to sure they're it off. <laughs> mascara marks are not going to feel like we've all been there um we're still we haven't left we're still there we're still there we're still very much there um yeah which is why we're here right now also i've been very worried um about your son my okay my son is going through some shit right now by son i mean my dog i know i'm one of those people (laughs) You are one of those people. Yeah, we have a COVID dog that we. She's resetting him. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little naughty, if you're not in like a weird sexual way. <laughs> he's at he's a, boot a naughty camp. boy. He's at dog boot camp to learn to not hate other dogs, which I feel like there should be boot camps for people to not hate other people. I feel like ninety percent of our company <laughs> should, should go to one of those boot camps. Should have like instead of a team day, just do like one of those like this is how you reset button yeah don't treat people like shit oh poor dino i can't wait for for the day he's back in two and a half three and a half two and a half weeks he's back in two and a half weeks it feels like five years i mean it's good that he's going to be able to handle other dogs i'm just wondering i don't know if he will like yeah and how will we do with humans though we'll see we'll We'll see. see We'll see. I feel like dogs is the most important part. Is it? Yeah. Because you can't even walk around on the street. Like, as soon as we I see a dog. I can't even come around here. I know. We have to walk him up. Oh. I feel bad. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, welcome to the After Work Murder Club. Yes. Episode two. The first one's not even online yet, but we're back. Honestly, <laughs> we're doing it for you guys. So you could binge. You guys being like my mom. <laughs> A me random, a random person on the internet myself yeah <laughs> i swear i've listened to that episode five times now i yeah. hate my own voice so i, I feel like um, you get used to it you have to if you want to keep doing this yeah but that's sophie and that's lisa <laughs> and this is the after work murder club yeah hello guys we're still very much figuring everything out but this is literally the only light point that we have in our weeks it is um and yeah 
we look forward to talking about murder every week i was counting down the hours today yeah the minutes the minutes the minutes i'm like 52 more minutes before i can leave yeah 48 and then you left, like, way later than you were supposed to because you, like, no one had left yet. Oh and you're, like, you don't want to be the, you never want to be the first person to leave because people think you're lazy. Especially with, like, an open plan yeah. office space. Love those. But um, not if it leads to shaming shit. on when you arrive and when you go home. My but, tactic is to take 50 trips to, like, put my cup away. Then I come back, get my glass, put my glass away come back go to the bathroom <laughs> and like by the time that i've done like my whole packing up ritual it's been 10 minutes oh, and then i'm good. like all right guys i'm going home now see you tomorrow but like i'm working from home tomorrow but I'm, i don't tell them that oh no no they'll find out yeah and then they yeah that's kind of how i've been doing it <laughs> oh you've hacked the system i don't know i feel like it's so obvious i can't i just can't tell i feel like i'm being sneaky but i'm definitely not like the last half an hour i try to do like admin like personal admin stuff where i'm like okay let me print these documents your that return I- <laughs> labels from your <laughs> online shopping oh my god remember that <laughs> so i forwarded my return labels from online shopping to the assistant of the highest manager in the office but she was so cool she's like i don't think this was supposed to be in my inbox wink um, oh my god it's like oh you're and not then i was like and then me. i was like oh my god who else did i send it to because it was it's one of those um copying machines where you can <clears throat> scan yeah. and you can email it to yourself so i was trying to select my own email address and i probably like with my fat index finger <laughs> selected like four other dude it could have been so much people. worse though and so i send it to her and i send it to a random person um in the sales team like didn't even reply thank god thank god thank god, thank god. um oh could have been so much worse <laughs> I mean, um everyone has printers but at home. yeah just um if you're ever going t- through something at work think about the story <laughs> you're not, not alone. alone oh my god oh wow all right but like i'm excited know. about your case I am. Before I tell you about my case, I want to tell you about what happened last night when I got home from work. Quickly, do it's tell. a nice, it's a nice transition into spooky stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. So I get home. I actually was at the office yesterday. I know it's like a shocker, but I was there. I got home at like six thirty. There was no one home, so I unlocked. I come in my house through the back door. We never use the front door, so I unlock it. I'm like, oh, there's no one here. You do realize my car is there, and I need to go there like in two hours. So, <laughs> well. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm home alone. I'm like, okay, chill. I go upstairs to get changed. I lay in this couch right here on Beautiful. TikTok. Um, oh, as you do. Yeah, I mean, come on. So I'm like scrolling around. I'm like audibly cackling at things. Like, like I'm home alone. Like, I mm. no boundaries. I'm like yelling at shit on my phone. <laughs> and then suddenly I hear a bunch of paper like crashing and falling downstairs. Okay. I was convinced that there was someone downstairs because like how else is that gonna happen there's like there's no windows open the door i i didn't lock the door behind me but it was closed so i was like oh my god there's someone in the house so i oh my (laughs) fucking god so i literally slithered off my couch went upstairs i was by the window upstairs ready to like open it and jump out because like that's you're so brave wow look at you 
So I sit there with my, I dialed like nine, the Belgian 911. You did not. I did. You did I, not. You have stop. to understand, I was sure that there was someone in the house. Okay, 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 okay. Wow. I know. Okay. I know. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening to me. Uh, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> So I had it on speed dial. I had my, I was like ready to hit, like call yeah. if something came up or if I even heard the stairs. After 10 minutes, I go downstairs. I grab like, like a, bar, like a weightlifting bar. That was laying around because that's the only like heavy object. But you you go downstairs. Yeah, and you open uh, yeah. the door. As I no, as I was going downstairs, I was like, "Am I one of those people where if you look at a horror movie, you're like, why the and they fuck go down the basement? You? Yeah, and you're like, like, why would yeah, you do that? Why? Like, no. Everyone's always like, oh, if that were me, I would just go up in my room and lock myself in the room. Yeah. Like, I was I was like, is this a moment where people are gonna be like, talk, like why the yeah, fuck? Like tell the case about how Elisa died. Mm. And, no. like, and they're like she went downstairs and people would be like why the fuck would you go downstairs i went downstairs <laughs> i went into the into the office where i heard the sound okay there was a bunch of you paper. went there. dude i know i don't know what the fuck was wrong with me i went because i needed to know yeah okay i would i i don't know if i would have done anything helpful if i actually saw someone okay so were you with your back against the wall the no, entire time i was um you know when you turn a corner and you're like swinging as you turn because yeah. you're like you're like yeah, 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 fucking fight that was me with the with the bar i'm like i'm proud of myself i know stole. yeah so i i ran outside called my dad i was like when you're coming home there's someone in the house Aww. so i went i grabbed a golf club because i was like this is lighter you're, you are <laughs> fucking kidding me right now i'm dead i'm dead i was like i need to keep this story for because i would i was gonna text you right away being like there's someone yeah in the house. how, how I am i like, only hearing about this now no yeah so i went back with a golf with my dad on the phone with okay, the golf okay. club and then i checked like the kitchen whatever and he's like oh is there anyone there i'm like no i feel like you would have heard so yeah. then i locked the front door and my dad calls me back 10 minutes later i have a pizza in the oven at this point <laughs> i was still unhinged i was still walking around with the golf club my dad calls me he's like are you okay and I was like, yeah. And he's like, what's the code to our alarm? Just so I know that you're not being forced to say you're okay. <gasps> and I was like, wait, how did oh I? My God. I know. I was like, wow. dude, I trained you well. I was like, what? <laughs> my dad is the most rational person on the planet. Like, <laughs> like my dad would not be. I was that surprised. Smart. Like, I was like, wow. I was scared still, but I was like, oh, at least I'll die like with someone who actually cared. You know? <laughs> okay. So wait, 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 wait. Imagine that you were being forced, right? Yeah um how like if you're being forced he'd be on speakerphone right so he was not on speakerphone okay but he could he can he cannot know that right my dad yeah he cannot know no, that yeah, so know. so imagine that he was on speakerphone then he asked the code to the alarm and you would say something random that was not yeah, the code yeah, to yeah, the yeah, alarm yeah. right yeah. so and then would he have gone like okay, okay i don't yeah. know i hope so i'm i'm assuming that i would think because he was smart enough to ask that question if i said a, a wrong word he wouldn't have been like i'm calling the police <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i would hope so I, I should ask him that actually what he would have done if i said yeah if he would have said something like alarming or if he would have been like okay see you in 10 minutes oh my god we should like, have I, him on a podcast dude he should be a special guest yes how to fight crime with kurt Anyway, so yeah, I just, I, I mean, obviously there was no one there, but all our travel guides fell from the, um, like okay, a stack, sucks. fell from the 
from the Do you know library. these stories where people um, have things happening in their homes and they're rational people and you don't believe in yeah, paranormal activity? Yeah. And like after a while, they start believing in it because all these things. Happens. Yeah, shit, shit's happening yeah. in their home. And then like five years later, turns out someone's living up their attic bro okay um, <laughs> um i my mom was like telling she's like oh are you recording your podcast later she's like are you gonna talk about people living up in the attic i'm like mom it's called true crime for a reason <laughs> people do that stuff yeah <laughs> it's fucked up <laughs> like and it's not it's, it's not like one case it's a regular yeah, thing it is all these like hobos trying to steal food God. from your kitchen when you're sleeping i do feel like we have a distorted outlook on life right now where um you're grabbing golf clubs if you hear something fall i mean and you have certain reflexes where you're like my fight or flight definitely kicked in Mm. i fled and fought at the same time exactly proud of you proud of you like i told you before that i have this weird thing where um i i'll be driving in my car and um oh yeah i'll see like a 17 year old girl on her bike and she stops somewhere and she parks her bike and she walks up to a front door and she rings a doorbell and i'll just look at the time and i was like okay 6 30 in this street you saw this girl that's so in, fucked up dressed in this and this and that just in case something just happens. in case I mean, like you'd be a great i'd witness. be the key wi- i'd be the crown witness but what's your what's your time like when you start deleting those memories after like six months have passed? Oh, 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> fair, fair. fair. <laughs> I feel like because you know I've never seen anything really sus. If I see someone um, around midnight in the rain with a shovel and bro uh, <laughs> and something in their trunk that looks like a human, well then I'll probably go for like 72 hours. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. You never know. It might be gardening. I- well well that brings us to the case that i've prepared this week i don't i feel like you won't have heard of it it's very i feel like it's pretty obscure maybe it's not it's the starved rock state park murders okay never heard of that i'm so excited okay well i'm not excited about the events that are about to unfold also i need a refill oh yeah also if Take the rest and then. Thank you. And then we can start we get the real the white claws? Oh, Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to get the white claws. Ooh. And then I'll talk about the Starved Rock State Park murders. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, listen to this ASMR. Okay, cheers. Cheers. That didn't clink. Just pretend like it clunk. It's literally like takes you back. Oh, this <laughs> tastes like college parties. <clears throat> it does. White claws, it just... It's just like... It's different. <laughs> love it. All right. I'm like... Love, love the fact that this is gluten free. Like, how would there be gluten? I mean, there's gluten in beer. I feel like white yeah, chicks are like. It's not beer, though. I mean, 
Like, no, surely no one thinks this is beer, right? Like, that's literally says sparkling water with alcohol. And yeah. then it says, and a hint and of, of natural yeah. lime. <laughs> Just... Uh, White Claw, if you're listening to this, yeah, sponsor um, please sponsor us. We've been fan of the first hour. Um, yeah. We've single-handedly grown your business for you. If we stop drinking White Claw, this will be the end of you. Tea. Mm, wow. All right. Anyway. Oh, good stuff. Oh. All right. <laughs> Starved Rock State Park murders. Let's get into this. Okay. It's March 1960. Okay. We're taking a a little trip back in time. Okay. Uh, we're in Riverside. Oh, my God. It's like a classic name. I love and hate the 60s and true crime. It's like everything was possible. There was no DNA yeah, technology. So no CCTV. So... Uh, we're currently in Riverside, which is a suburb of Chicago, and there's these three women who are living there at the time. Together. There's pr- probably more, no. They're friends. Okay. It's 47-year-old Frances Murphy, 50-year-old Mildred... <laughs> this I need know why. Frances? Dude, yeah, I know. That was like, triggering enough Okay. When I, when I saw that. I was like, Frances Murphy. I'm like, oh, it's a common name then. <laughs> from the 60s uh 50 year old mildred lindquist and 50 year old lillian utting i'm assuming german descent <clears throat> so these three women were living in riverside at that time they were married to these rich ass like prominent chicago businessmen so they were like high okay. class, higher class i'm assuming high class friends that like went to church together okay met at lunch club oh yeah, yeah. like sunday mm-hmm. Sunday overpriced and then Sunday salads lunch. yeah and i mean they're like in their late 40s so you already know that they didn't work a day in their lives they just like married rich lived in a suburb in chicago hung out had bougie names sleep like babies because they're doing a lot of charity work Pro- and they think that they've earned their heaven they're they've earned their way to heaven probably i feel like i wrote down what church they attended did wow, they? detail. No, I didn't. Love I, that. Okay, I said okay. they all attended church together and lived their best lives. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, yeah. Uh, those two elements in the same sentence. Um, it were okay. a, it's 60s setting. Let's okay. not forget. Um, okay, so at one point they decided to spruce it up a little bit and they wanted to take like a four day camping trip. I don't know how prominent like camping trips were back then in the 60s, but I'm assuming... Amongst the high society? I feel like it's bold for three yeah. women to be like, let's go oh, to Oh, like, three women rugged, on their own. Yeah, to go to like okay. rugged nature. They're not bringing Bill and George. Okay, one of the husband's names is George. <laughs> I don't know about the other two. I don't know if I... We'll see when we get there. Um... Listen, <laughs> I've heard so many Seriously, of these the before. Fuck? I'm like basic ass like old white like, male was there names. a george involved probably was yeah george was definitely a main character in the story um no spoilers okay, okay 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 okay. so they decided to take a four-day trip to the starved rock state park in lasalle county in illinois okay. so lasalle so the park is like along the banks of the illinois river it's very rugged 
Um, it's about a ninety-minute drive from Riverside, which is where they're from. Okay. So it's not that it's not that far. No, it's not that far at which all. Which is why they're probably like, oh, four days, like a little okay. like it's like yeah. how we go to like the south of Belgium, yeah, to okay. escape reality, okay, for a little bit. Um, so this park in particular was two thousand six hundred and thirty acres, which didn't mean anything to me. So <laughs> I looked it up. Ten point five square kilometers. Oh, okay. Which is pretty sizable. Pretty, yeah. Right, and I've never. It's, this park still exists. I mean, it still exists. I never even heard of it. Starved, Starved Rock. Starved Rock State Park. The name Starved Rock actually. Oh, I was going to ask, but I was like, I know, I'm not gonna be that name. dick. That's like. So did you research? Like actually, I did, did you research? Because it's such a it's such a weird random name i was yeah, like why the hell right? is it called starved rock okay so it comes from history and local legends which we're not surprised about but back in like the 18th century there were these native american tribes i was gonna say are there native americans involved naturally love that love naturally. that so love this, where this story is going <laughs> this dude called chief pontiac isn't pontiac like a cadillac pontiac? car I, was going, I just made that I was link say, like where do you have pontiac, pontiac i just i don't i feel like they're I'm definitely not related that. but you never know okay yeah so chief pontiac of the ottawa tribe was attending a local tribe meeting and at this council he was stabbed by a member of the illinois confederation which is like another tribe so basically okay. they started like this tribe war the Illinois Confederation fled the scene because they were being persecuted by the Ottawa tribe. As they should. As they should and did. They fled, and eventually the remaining Illinois Confederation people starved to death in what is now known as Starved Rock State Park, which is so... Uh, okay, that escalated quickly. Um, it's so eerie. I'm like, why would you name it after eerie. that? Yeah. But I mean, we're not trying to erase um, history. Erase history. I get it. So, yeah. Okay, so these three, like, high-class kind of mm-hmm. women are taking a camping trip in the 60s to Starving yeah. Rock. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like they definitely were bored of, like, going to church. They, were, they wanted to break the routine. I feel like they definitely did not know where the name of the park was coming from. <laughs> right, so... All right. On Monday, March 14th, they check into the Starved Rock Lodge. <laughs> oh, okay. It was that kind of camping trip. I, I thought they rugged, were bringing though. tents. No, no, no. I okay, mean, no. Okay. But yeah. So they... <laughs> Iconic. Anyway, March 14th, they checked into the Starved Rock Lodge. They booked two rooms between okay. the three of them. They parked up uh, their car to the cabin, got their luggage out, settled into the room... And then they, like, went out to the dining hall area okay. to get lunch. And after lunch, they decided to make the most of the rest of their day that they have there because they're not going to be there for a long time. So they decided to go on a little evening walk, walk. stroll, okay. hike stroll. to check out, like, what's around the lodge. Um, they end up – there's, like, light snow. It's early March. It's Illinois. I feel like it's yeah. normal for there to be, like, a little bit of snow. And they walk through St. Louis Canyon. Which is okay. I, this? This park has like, a but it says it has eighteen canyons and like waterfalls and shit. It's it's like. Mm-hmm. Do we know if they were experienced hikers at all? No, I no. don't think so. There, I, there's no like history of like them being avid nature people. Okay, they're wearing platform they're shoes. Like, <laughs> they were in like kitten heels with the stockings, yeah. probably. I don't know. I feel like. 
I don't think they did these trips very often. I don't think like it wasn't like the Starved Rock Lodge was like their second home where they like went for like weekends or something. Okay, like their husbands were at a service club yeah. every week and they were like, we should do something with the ladies. Yeah, so the ladies why. should go on a getaway together. So And like, yeah. I'm, I don't even know if they, I'm assuming they could drive at that time. It's a 60. I don't know. I'm assuming they did. I mean, yeah, they got there by their own car. Yeah. One of the three women drove them there. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Which I feel like is already nice, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they end up uh, walking through St. Louis Canyon. Lillian, one of the three women, took several pictures of the canyon. Of course, she was Lillian. <laughs> and she used Francie's... Francie's. <laughs> Lillian took several pictures of the canyon on their hike, and she used Francis's camera to do that. But then the three women came across someone who tragically and abruptly ended their trip in Starved Rock State Park. For fuck's sake, okay. So in the evening of March 14th, Lillian's husband, George, tried calling the lodge because she like promised him when okay. she left, like, I'll let you know when we get there. Like, I'll call you before we go to sleep to let you know, like, how the drive went, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but she hadn't called him. So he calls the lodge in the evening to be like, hey... I don't think they had individual phones in their rooms at that time. They like he called the front desk, and I feel like that's how it worked back then, where it's like, yeah. can I speak to whatever? And they would like go yeah, to their yeah. rooms. So like he asked the front desk to call his wife. Um, I know, right? And the staff on duty said that like his the wife wasn't Lillian wasn't answering the door. She was probably already asleep or something. So he, they were like, call back tomorrow morning. I'm sure like she'll mm-hmm. be awake then, mm-hmm. and she can come to the phone. Um, <clears throat> so the next morning, Tuesday, March 15th, George calls the lodge again, being like, okay, can I talk to my wife? Um, yeah. I haven't heard from her yet. And the hotel receptionist who answered the call accidentally told him that he saw the three women actually eating breakfast, but that they were out, like they had left the lodge to go on a walk or whatever. KKK. Accidentally <laughs> It's weird, right? Him. <clears throat> or like mistakenly, like... He thought he saw the three women. Okay, having there breakfast. were three other women there having breakfast. Like how? I don't know how common. Right. Or how you could mis- I mean, I don't know how big this lodge was. Okay, actually. we'll get into this. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so he was like, "They're not here right now. They're out." But I saw them this morning. So George was like, "All right, fine." Um, but the receptionist said, "Like, okay, like." because you called last night and today and this morning like we'll send someone up to their room with a note being like hey george called call him back so that she mm-hmm. knows that you know <clears throat> she can call him back so a bellboy actually from the lodge goes up to the room with a card that he hung on their doorknob to say that lillian should call yeah. george back um and that night a huge winter storm hit the area and there was like a bunch of snow and several inches of ice and whatever covering the whole state park which is oh, uh, god. I feel like that always happens in like March. It can oh my god, be... I feel like I'm in the the first chapter of Secret History. Yeah. By Donna Tart. <laughs> you should read it. It's my favorite book. I'm, I'm trying to get yeah. Elisa to read it, but she's ignoring me. Currently reading It by Stephen King. It is what it is. <clears throat> George in the meantime was like not having it. He's like how hard is it to get hold of my freaking wife? haven't heard from her all this time i mean good met like where are all the other husbands where's the two yeah. other husbands george calls him up okay he's like ring ring bitch <laughs> uh i haven't heard from lillian have you all heard from your wives and they're like no we actually haven't since they left chicago or like riverside um 
And so the three men decided that they would each call the lodge separately the next morning to be like okay to put some pressure yeah where's my wife which like i don't know if my standards are low but the love that these men have for their wives (laughs) to like in the 60s i don't know wasn't that the age of arranged marriages because they're like prominent businessmen you'd assume that they would like marry someone pretty with like you know what i mean no one said lillian and francis weren't pretty i mean like they married for love clearly because they cared enough and like i feel like back in those days rich people just want like a nice side piece exactly then they don't actually care if they don't call back when they're at a just sit by my side be pretty and shut up exactly clearly george and the other two men who i didn't look up their names Mm -hmm. actually gave a shit which we love yeah okay so basically where we left off they were going to call the lodge the next morning if they hadn't heard my voice just cracked i feel like i'm going through puberty okay so it's the next morning it's wednesday march the 16th and George and the two other husband, husbands called the lodge again. And again, they were told that they couldn't speak to their wives because they couldn't get a hold of them because they weren't answering the door. And George at this point was like, bro, this is embarrassing for you guys that you think this is still an acceptable excuse to be like, oh, sorry. They're not there. It's like, open the damn door. Okay, I'm in love with George. George is fucking... I, I, you know when they start bossing around the front desk that they love you? <laughs> No, that's when it's real. When they like yell at staff. Get yourself a man like George. George oh calls the front desk. Yeah, he like orders them. He basically was like, enter their room now, because like this is okay. But question though, George is getting really annoyed, right? Um, George is also ninety minutes outside of this lodge. Honestly, true. Like, why didn't he? That's so true. Unless, um, wait, his wife was Lillian, right? Unless Lillian was the one that drove there and he didn't have a car. He's a rich ass dude, though. I feel like they would have to. Like, he has a driver. Yeah, probably. Mm. That's such a good point. Even think about that. Because this is, it's a 90 minute drive. So the next morning on, it's Wednesday at this point, March 16th. So they've been gone for like two days. George and the two husbands call the lodge again, being like, we're back, we're our wives, can you put them on the phone? And again, the front desk is like, we can't get a hold of them, like, they can't come to the phone right now. Okay. He's over their shit, he's like, dude, it's been two days, I've called three separate times on different times and different days, like, go to their rooms and open it if you need to, like, you have my blessing. So they enter the women's rooms, and the staff uh, found that their beds were still made, like, untouched, really. yeah like not really used and that their bags had not yet been unpacked which was sus yeah um and they saw that their car was still in the parking lot so it's not like they could have just like driven somewhere at this point because like like i said earlier there's been a storm okay a bunch of snow so like if they had left the room it would have been by foot which is like pretty impossible at this point Mm. so it's weird that they're not in their rooms um, so as soon as George was informed that his wife and the other two women were not in their rooms or like at the lodge, like they yeah. weren't in their common area either, he was alarmed. But he did not jump Drive into down. his car and no, drove I'm down still, there. I didn't, even, I didn't even consider that. I mean, what he does do when he's alarmed is he calls his longtime friend Virgil Peterson. And Virgil is the operating director of the Chicago Crime Commission. My voice okay. keeps cracking. What's up with that? Okay. So another swig of White Claw. <laughs> so he calls his friend Virgil. 
Virgil. I know, honestly. I <laughs> I wrote Virgin at first, and I was like, this, it's just unfortunate. Um, so when Virgil heard the string of events, he immediately contacted the police, the state police, mm. and other law enforcement um, in the area, including the LaSalle County Sheriff's Office, which, like, LaSalle is where the state park is. Um, so, like, they're all hands on deck right away, which we love. We love to see, I mean, love right that. away, like, it's been two days since, like... Mm. At least he acted fast when he realized something was kind of sus. Um, so the sheriff in the LaSalle County Police yeah. Force um, began organizing search parties to look for the women, um, and he accompanied one of and like one of these people accompanied the search group that left to search the park area. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the search had to take place in like the bad weather conditions, like I said, snow, ice everywhere. So like it was kind of a tough area to search and find people because everything was covered in snow uh, but not long after the search began the group found the bodies of the three women in a cave okay so they weren't that far out no they were in the cave in like in a cave in the area of the saint louis canyon which is like where they went hiking okay and this canyon was only half a mile away from the starved rock lodge ah, which is literally sake. like a five minute walk or oh, something god from the lodge um and the women were laying side by side next to each other, partially covered by snow at this point. Um, they were brutally bludgeoned to death with their skulls smashed in. And they also, like, they found trails of blood leading from, like, outside the cave to the inside, which is, like, police could see. Okay, they so were they were, like, in. dragged in yeah. there. Okay. Um, and, like, positioned. Like, he literally, like, the person who he did posed it. them? Laid them side by side in the cave. Okay. Like, yeah, dragged them side by side. And, like, the amount of blood that they found in the cave was not enough for it to be, like, the actual site of the killing. Um, Mildred and Lillian were found naked from the waist down, which I don't, I just feel like coming upon this scene is so fucking jarring. I feel like you're just, like, looking at it at first when you get there and then you start seeing, like, the details where you're like, oh, oh. they're here. Oh, also, like, this yeah. happened and this is, like, it's just, like, you're going through it as so you see So Mildred it. and Lillian... Um, they make were, it from the waist down. Yeah. And like their clothing had been torn in several places and their coats had been placed between their legs. Which I'm like, this, I, this is so specific. Yeah. And all three women had their legs spread open. Is it because you want to cause the person that finds them like shock? Trauma? Probably, I mean, yeah. At, at that point, like you, it, it was a mindful decision to do yeah. this. But it's like, why? It's like, oh, I'm going to put their coats between their legs. Why? Oh, let me just oh, put them side by them. side yeah. and spread their legs. It's so weird. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, so an autopsy concluded that, like, even though the women were naked, they hadn't been sexually assaulted. Okay. So that's even more of, like, a, like a weird, weird posing thing. And also, why two of the three? Lord knows. The coroner's report said that they hadn't been, they didn't find any evidence of rape or sexual assault. But then another article that I read said that there wasn't sexual assault at all. So, like, one article said there was, another said that there wasn't. But let's just assume that there wasn't any. Um, so Mildred and Lillian, who uh, were the ones who had been unclothed, were tied together with heavy white twine. And Francis, the third They woman, were tied together? Like their limbs, like their okay, arms so and their legs. Okay, so it wasn't naked, not naked, naked. Yeah. So the naked ones were tied yeah, together. with like this thick white rope, okay. like twine type of thing. And Francis 
also like was bound the same way but the twine around her ankles was undone and investigators saw that there wasn't like a robbery motive because like their jewelry like they still had their rings on and their watches okay. and stuff so like it wasn't because he wanted to steal also you don't have to murder people if you've already Stolen. gotten everything you wanted um, so, yeah, they didn't think I, it wasn't like a robbery motive. Um, also, this is like iconic 60s because there was okay. heavy snowfall. The investigators had to disturb the crime scene with flamethrowers and brooms <laughs> to like get rid of the snow. To what? <laughs> Elon, is that you? Dude, literally. I'm like, flamethrowers? Flamethrowers? Like I know where someone got their inspiration from. I'm so, I, when I read that, I was like, I had to double check. I'm like, flamethrowers? How common is it? It's like, oh, let me go back to storage and grab my flamethrower. There's a lot of snow. <laughs> it's just like so weird to me. I was like, okay, this is like some weird, intense shit. Yeah. So yeah, they like blasted the place, basically, which is like cute because you destroy any kind of evidence that mm. you could ever have at the crime scene. Which, again, 60s. That's what I'm saying. 60s. Like, you, need- you know, they're not worried about DNA because never heard know, of that yeah. shit. Honestly, fair. They're like, oh, we yeah. don't care about any like resi- residual hair. How did they ever solve crimes that didn't really have a motive? They find like a random... Like what, like, what would they find? Like a shoe. Like a footprint. Yeah. Or like a tire track or something random. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they needed something like tangible to go mm-hmm. with. Um, they did find at the scene a frozen tree limb that they believe to be the murder weapon. So they didn't flame throw that into oblivion. They actually have the oh. tree limb. Oh wow. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, they also found. But binoc- like a tree limb, so the cause of that was blood for trauma. I mean, they bludgeoned them to like okay. they smashed their skulls okay. in, so they think this frozen tree limb was the one. That is brutal. Like that, that that was literally me yesterday with my fucking golf club. Yeah, and I don't like it's just yeah. like yeah no okay insane yeah insane. yeah. Um, they also found binoculars in the cave with the bodies that was covered with blood, as well as Francis's camera, which I talked about earlier that Lillian took the mm. pictures from. Um, and they found that camera ten feet from the bodies of the women. Okay, what was on the camera? We'll get to that. <gasps> I know this is like i love them like shit like this so like we yeah. developed the role and i'm like oh, what was on there uh, but the strap from the camera was broken and the leather case was smeared with blood so the camera went through some shit during yeah. this um this event um so because of the broken strap the authorities believed that the camera was like ripped away in like the fight or whatever um <clears throat> probably from lillian i'm assuming because mm. she was the one who was using it i don't know so the police, like I said, processed the film from the camera to see what the frick was on there. And I looked at these pictures online and they're so <gasps> creepy. Like, oh my god, they're available online? Yeah, yeah. I love the internet. I, I hate the internet, but I love it. It's, I love it for very specific reasons. So there's a bunch of pictures of them like posing at like waterfalls and shit, which is so fucking... Aww, I love it, but I'm like, I can't believe... Yeah. It's like it's like the three... They had self-timer. It was like the three of them posing at this like canyon. Oh no. And I'm like, y'all... You had no idea what the was about to happen. The girls were getting out of the house. And they looked so happy. And like put together, like their hair was yeah. like permed and shit. It was, they looked rich. And yeah. Like nice and like having a good time. And they also looked so wholesome. Like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was a bunch of pictures like that on there. Um, <clears throat> and the last picture on the roll 
they said it was a triple exposure, which meant that the knob wasn't fully turned the entire okay. time before taking the picture. Um, so like half of the picture was shown on that film and then the <gasps> second half was like on a separate type yeah. of film. Um, so it showed Francis and Mildred standing in front of a frozen waterfall on one half of the film. And then it was overlaid onto another frame, which was at a location close to the cave where their bodies were found. And the sheriff's county thought that they saw like an outline of a man's face on that picture that they believed was like the perpetrator. Do we believe Lillian tried to capture him? Like that she. It was. I f- they eventually ruled out that it's not the silhouette okay. of a man. Like it was a very okay. blurry picture. Like it. It wasn't like super clear, and they like ruled it out. They just said it was like a okay. tree, a rock, or like a tree or some shit. Um. Yeah, they ruled out that the women had photographed their killer. Fuck, that's intense. Which on it, like it just like, f- I I don't know. It could have been if if if, it was if Lillian photographed her attacker. That would have been a smart move. Fucking, I applaud you, woman. Imagine like rotating that shit, being like, hold on, hold on. You know we've <laughs> we've made fun of them a little bit, and you know just their walks of life um but honestly in the 60s for three well-off women to tell their husbands that they're gonna take a camping trip together i think they were like badasses they were like considered badasses in their social circles Mm -hmm. um like adventurous and i hate that this happened to them it's like yes, you. That's why we don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why three yeah. women don't go alone to nature. And then, like all the other ladies who lunch in the country were like, "No, we shouldn't take camping yeah. trips." Because you know what happened to these yeah. three ladies in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it still goes on till this day, where it's like you can't even yeah no walk outside alone at night without feeling like you're gonna die. So. Okay, before we go down a feminist rabbit hole <laughs> of how unfair it is that we feel unsafe. Okay, so back um, to the cave. Ca- yeah, back to the cave. Um, the coroner was able to determine the time of death as being not too late after the lunch that they had. Oh my god! Which I'm assuming it's because he found a bunch of food in their stomach. I don't oh. know, like it wasn't digested or something. So it happened pretty soon after they left for their. For their hike. I mean, the cave was half a mile away, so like, yeah, they, they were not out for far. that long. Um, so on to the actual investigation part of this. Uh, so a set of keys was found on the trail leading to the cave, and there was like a sighting of a gray station wagon, um, in the area where the women okay. entered the park. So for a while, That's people something. were like, yeah, like shortly before they were suspected to be killed, so people were like, oh, maybe that has something to do with it. These clues, like, ended up being a dead end. They looked into it, random keys from someone who dropped it. The car had nothing to do with, like, anything. Um, so, like, as a... Okay, imagine losing your keys. And, like, being... Sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Like, you come home, try to get into your home. No, 
You lost your keys somewhere in a canyon. Three weeks later, police turn up. <laughs> um, thinking you murdered three women. Like, <laughs> Your wife is Imagine- like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought you just went camping. It's like, I did, I swear. Honestly, yeah, true. Yeah. So true. Like, you just happened to drive a gray station van. Like, a yeah, station poor wagon. Jeffrey. Honestly, I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he didn't go through a nasty divorce. Like, probably did, though. Trust issues. <laughs> um... But yeah, so that uh, Jeffrey was innocent. He didn't have anything to do with it. Hey, we're just making up Jeffrey by the way. You know? Um, but yeah, as a last ditch effort, they were like, we have the twine that the yeah. dude used or the woman used to tie their hands mm-hmm. and feet together. So they studied the pieces of, like, this is what you can do in the 60s. You can study a piece of twine to figure out what type I of twine that. it is. I love that. They figured out it was a 12 as well as a 20 ply cord. <laughs> which was only used by sailors uh, or something like that well no <laughs> <laughs> no well <laughs> kind of not really um they looked they're like okay we have this very specific type of twine let's go check out at the lodge mm. where they use this twine if they do at all okay. they do use this twine to wrap the food in the kitchen Sus. yeah okay so they just had lunch yeah yeah so the the twine that was used was either by someone who worked at the kitchen or who had access to the kitchen like somehow the twine from the the lodge yeah of the lodge that they stayed at somehow that ended up around their ankles and their feet um Mm -hmm. so they, they they very much narrowed down their search yeah which is great um and like at that point they already took polygraph tests from all the employees and none of them came out as being sus like they Boo-hoo. were all negative polygraph tests i hate I, those hate i feel those, like if, when they those. say that it's like the only thing they're like oh but their polygraph test was negative i'm like find another reason to say that they're innocent because this is bullshit exactly if their polygraph test shows that they're um that they're guilty yeah okay i'll take it yeah if they if it shows that they're innocent <laughs> like i need more okay. it's ridiculous. so uh now we're dealing with a psychopath yeah who knows how to like exactly trip these tests pass up. it yeah um so like when they figured out that it had to be someone who had access to mm. the kitchen they recalled all the employees and were like we're doing this shit again okay everyone's gonna take another polygraph test one of the tests failed surprisingly well enough. well well what Former do we have here dishwasher extraordinaire chester otto weger 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 chester chester um failed the polygraph okay. test so Chester was 21 years old. 21 years old. Okay. Struggle with that. He was 21. He was married with two young children. Classic. Classic. And worked at that park until that summer. So Paul J. Baker, is that you? <laughs> the murder happened in March. He worked until that summer and then dipped. Um, he said that he resigned to go into business with his dad, who was like a house painter. Which okay. is like chase your dreams, am I right? Mm. Um, so police never considered him a suspect, even though this man showed up to work on March fifteenth, which was like the day after that they yeah. went on the hike, with fresh scratches on his face. <gasps> um, so police discovered like suspicious dark stains on his buckskin jacket, and they're like, Give me your jacket, we want to test the stains on it. And they confirmed the stains to be blood, but they weren't it wasn't like 100% sure if it was human or animal blood. They just said that it was human at that yeah. point. They're like, it has to be human blood. 
Um, and three days later, this is September 26th at this okay. point. So it's like six months after the murders. Six months. Yeah. The twine was really their last resort. They like exhausted everything. The twine everything. was like a key piece I of know. evidence. I know. I'm like, you did not have much to go off of. It was the camera, the binoculars, and the twine. Also, the kind of twine that you use in a kitchen... I think it's hilarious that you need six months to, <laughs> to figure that out. Like to figure that out because you're in a park. Like, where where the hell else are you gonna get twine? Unless like you bring it from outside, but like yeah. maybe look close by first, yeah. which is half a mile away. I right. Okay, like it's the sixties. I know that's what I was gonna say. I feel like shit like this happens now still, but mm-hmm. we're just gonna blame it on the sixties. So Chester took four more polygraph tests. I don't know why the fuck. Four. <laughs> yeah. Four. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay, remember your man's from last week? <laughs> Where we were like, well, yeah, the third yeah. time, he didn't take it anymore. And we were like, <laughs> good for him. It's now like, I like, wouldn't either if they were like, oh, we lost our results. It's like, oh, fuck off. This man took Your four. man Chester. No, four additional ones. Yeah. He didn't he take two? two. Yeah. <laughs> they really wanted to know if he was guilty or innocent. I... Like, if it's not, like, conclusive after two polygraphs. But, like, tests. the second one was negative, so I don't know why they wanted four more. Best of six. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's like, wait, Rock, try paper, again. Scissors. Let me try again. I, I really don't know. They took I four know. more. And when they determined that the, the blood on his, like, this the stains on his jacket was blood they put him under constant surveillance okay um and started looking into his past and like into similar crimes in the area to okay. see if they could, like, okay, link okay. It. yeah they found that six months before the murders so what is that september the year before mm-hmm. two high school seniors so this is 1959 stop they were on a date nearby another state park in the area and they had been robbed at gunpoint when they were getting back into their car um, and the couple reported the crime right away it to was the a police. Couple? Yeah, a, a okay. high school like young. Yeah, and they reported the crime as soon as they like as soon as they had been robbed and that he yeah. left. They went to the police and they didn't believe him. They didn't believe them. Um, they said that they were tied up by a man with a rifle in the woods. Um, that they had robbed them and sexually assaulted the woman. So like the girl okay. who was on the date. But for some reason, I don't know why the fuck. Um, the police reported, like, dismissed their story as, like, fake. But how? They're, I don't know. Like, Come on. Like, why would you? It's like, you think that people are that bored that they're like, let's go report a fake incident to the police. But, like, they didn't investigate at all? No, they didn't investigate at all. They just were like, oh, it's just dumb high school kids who are, like, pranking us. That. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, they've, so they found out that this had happened and seeing as chester is like a new person of interest they looked back into this high school couple case and they tracked down the young woman again okay who quickly identified chester as being like the person who had robbed (gasps) and sexually assaulted her fuck off so they're like okay okay so you're mad sus yeah chester's not looking too good right now and so after like an intense interrogation that went on for like hours without Mm. a lawyer you know just Chester finally admitted to the crime by saying, quote, all right, I did it. I got scared. I tried to grab their pocketbook. (laughs) Pocketbook. They fought and I hit them. And then he said that on the day of the murder, he had been on a mission to rob someone, just a random person. To Um, rob someone. Yeah. Like, how do you wake up being like, today I'm going to snatch. Okay, so, but if you're going to rob someone, 
Why do you bring twine? Also true. I feel like that's not a necessary part. Because you're gonna know who you are. Because you're gonna see your face. Like, why would you hinder them from like maybe to like immobilize them? Make sure they. I feel like the robbery um, the year before was just a starting point where he got like a kick out of violence and getting away with it. And it was not about robbery because you mentioned they still had everything on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like he he was like, I I woke up wanting to rob someone. It's like, well, you didn't. You killed, you killed three people instead well you felt that it's like, <laughs> like everything else in life it's like well you fucked yeah i literally can't do anything right um so when he saw the three women on the hiking trail he attempted to snatch one of their purses but what he actually grabbed was the camera which is why the strap broke so he didn't realize at the time he thought that was the purse but it wasn't he realized it was the camera so he was like oh shit sorry like <laughs> my bad like never mind keep walking forget about it I'm sorry that this happened. And so he, the women were like, oh, oh, okay, shook. Okay, strange, but okay. Like, he gave them time to escape, basically. He was what like, never mind. Like he, like, he felt like his robbery attempt got fucked up because of, okay. like, the camera not being a purse. So the women, like, agreed. They're like, okay, cool. Like, it's fine. Okay. And they kept walking. And this is the point where I'm like, if I were those women, I would immediately return back okay. to the lodge. <laughs> yeah, but that's what he says yeah. what happened. It, I would find it very strange if you like got attacked and he was like, oh, psych. Psych, <laughs> <laughs> it was Cameron, not Perth. Yeah, he's like, never mind, this never dum, happened. Dum, 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 me. So yeah, what he said was like, they agreed. Also, like, what I think is funny is that he's making it sound like they were walking a very crowded shopping street and he bumped into someone. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Just, you know, keep walking. They're in a fucking canyon. Surely he doesn't bump into them, try to grab one of their purses. Snatch. Doesn't doesn't realize it's a camera. Like, come I mean, on. He snatches it. He snatches it so hard that the strap breaks. I'm like, bro, there bro, was intent behind her this. Her fragile little neck was probably I'm, like... Dude, I'd be so shook if someone was like hanging on to my camera. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, according to him, the women were like, I, it's cool. We'll just keep walking. Like, it happens. Like, uh. So they walk away. They go deeper into the canyon and join their post-lunch hike. Chester, instead of turning around, going back to his dishwashing, he decides to continue to stalk the women. Um, and near the end of the canyon, next to the the cave that they found them in, he jumped out of the woods and like threatened them again. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, he, he whips out of the bushes with, with the tree limb that we talked about that didn't get yeah. fucked up by the flamethrower. Tr- flame by the way yeah um <clears throat> so he told them to move into the cave which is weird because they were d- dragged into the cave and not like okay so your man's his story doesn't sucking this out of his ass yeah, but it he's telling his version of events which doesn't align with like what actually happened okay but he basically told them to like go into the cave he like tied them up with the twine the mm-hmm. famous kitchen twine and he said he originally planned to just leave them there tied up probably after robbing them or some shit but as he was leaving my favorite out of the three francis 
um, broke free of her twines and ran after this man. I was okay, like, okay, the Fuck one off. that wasn't undressed. Yeah, so the one who, like we said, the, I knew she did something. The twine, on, like from her ankles, was undone. Yeah. So like this, this part makes sense. Like she actually broke free and ran, ran after him. This bitch, Francis. She's not a bitch. This hero. Yeah. <laughs> she threatened him with her binoculars. Which, remember when I said that they were, like, covered in blood? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So she, like, was hitting him in the back of the head with the binoculars. Um, and Chester, like, picked up the tree limb and whacked her in the face. Or, like, in the head and, like, killed her. Okay, so, but allegedly, the other two were alive. Yeah, they were still tied up. Um, so he knocked Francis out dragged her back to like where the two still living women were tied up <clears throat> and these two women freaked out at that point they were still tied up but they managed to stand up okay so, so he was like oh shit they're like also a threat at this point because they're like they're not laying down they're standing yeah. up so he also um picked up the tree limb and he was like i can't leave them alive because they're like actually fighting back and this is where uh, Mildred and Lillian start scratching his face which is like okay how he showed up to work okay. the next day with scratches on his face okay. however they did it they started clawing at his face yeah and at this point he's like okay I need to kill these women now like I can't leave him alive and he later said that he partially so he undressed Lillian and Mildred from the waist mm-hmm. down to make this scene appear as if a sexual predator had committed the murders which i'm like you are a sexual predator you sexually assaulted that high school girl like a year ago like why are you making it seem like oh they're gonna think it's a sexual predator which is not who i am like i'm not in the records yeah exactly I and mean, like he wasn't in the records but like okay. and like also we talked about how dna was not a dna evidence was not a thing back then so we have absolutely no confirmation that he didn't jizz all over them honestly honestly though yeah <clears throat> After he did this, he washed, he quote, washed his hands with a scoop of snow. Um, I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) And then he went back to the starved rock. so thorough. (laughs) It's like, let me just hygiene, right? Uh, He went back after he washed his hands with a scoop of snow. I'm pretty sure like the BTK killers listening to this case, he was like, it was that easy for you? Yeah. The lengths I had to go to. You even touched the snow in the book. Uh, he went back to the Starved Rock Lodge. To be, I literally wrote to begin his dishwashing shift at 5 p.m. Lol. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck. Like, Aww. okay. Like, we have. Okay, so this happened. He came back. Imagine being at that lodge, having that dude wash your dishes. Like, being there unknowingly. Like, you were a guest at that time. Yeah, like, your plate was cleaned by this man which makes me like i'm not i'm not that paranoid where i'm like oh when i go to a restaurant maybe one of the people there killed someone but like you never know who the fuck that you're like around at any time at any time which is insane to me just on a general like you could literally be in like on a subway and there would be like someone who did something insane illegal okay but you (laughs) i feel like a subway is especially i know it's the place (laughs) You could be like in the middle of a high-class restaurant and, like, someone... Yeah, it just was... Because, honestly, when this story started, I did not think that the Lodge had anything 
do with it. Yeah. Um. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So during the I'm I read a bunch about the trial and I kind of cut it short because it's like very long winded. Okay. It was a long ass trial. Chester switched up his story multiple times, which makes sense. <gasps> I wonder why that is. The story I just told didn't really match up with like everything perfectly. Yeah. And he actually started maintaining his in- innocence during the entire trial. He pled not guilty. He said that like he was but coerced. He, confessed. he co- he said he was like the confession was signed by him and everything. But he said he was coerced by the police um, to do the confession, which if you've seen Making a Murderer, like, yeah, I get it. Um, so the jury deliberated for almost 10 hours. And on Friday, March 3rd, almost a year after in 1961, the jury found Chester guilty of murder of Lillian alone because they only charged well, of Lillian. So they only charged him with this one murder because they thought like if that one didn't go through they still had two other murders that they could charge oh, him okay, with. Oh, okay, okay. In is that smart. sense, I think it's smart. So yeah. they he was charged for the murder of Lillian. They never ended up going through with the trials for the two other women um, because he was sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Um he was eligible for parole um after 20 years of serving. What? Um, so Chester was denied parole a total of 23 times. Iconic. Beautiful. Um, in November of 2019. <gasps> no, <laughs> stop it. Which is literally two years ago. After almost six years of being locked up, his request for parole was finally accepted. But. Okay, but they have two other cases. Uh, they've. I don't know. They, they're outdated, right? Yeah. I feel like they could still use it, but it's like the same proof, the same everything. Yeah. Yeah. But another life to be convicted for. It's true. I don't know. I don't know if they're pursuing that. Um, but he was released from prison at 80 years old on February 21st, 2020, which LOL, because of COVID, he got like two weeks of freedom. <laughs> no fucking way. And then it was locked down. Yeah. Karma, little and bitch. Liter- yeah honestly it was literally two weeks before until this day he maintains his innocence in both the starved rock park no (laughs) in both the starved rock state park killings as well as a sexual assault slash robbery of the high school couple the year before Uh, i'm seeing here that he has a court order to have the lab inspect the evidence again to hopefully clear him he's really um adamant it like sussed me out a little bit. Maybe he would. I don't know. Like he's he's eighty two. Yeah, I'm like let it go. Just enjoy your freedom. But right like he's now. really adamant. But if he's not letting it go. Mm-mm. I'm very worried that someone was out on the loose while he was in prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I would be. A seven out of ten surprised if he didn't do it, but there, oh, I feel like yeah, there's still a, po- a like a possibility that he did, like he actually didn't. He's actually innocent. So yeah, good times, good times. Bob, if you liked true crime, and you like a good drink from time to time. <laughs> oh my god, the rhyme! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone. You have us. You have us, and we'll be back next week. See you then. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Stop it, Leif. I want to love you again.